Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Cause you know it's just Welcome to the Arkham Files, an actual play called Cthulhu RPG Podcast, featuring Seth Morrison as Tallahassee Turner. Uh, I think he's dying, but if he does, are you available? Peter Morrison as Dominic Drunkard. It was like I, you know, had a fair amount of spirits. Donovan Bollard as Dr. Simeon Kantstanjevitz. I'm not a psychologist tonight. Sam Morrison as Major Frederick Aloysius Bakersfield. Still really into guns and ammo and shit. <laughs> Abel Morrison as Officer Billy McConnell. We can't do anything drastically illegal like blowing up his business. And I am your game master, the keeper of arcane lore, Alex Morrison. Now grab onto some dice and your sanity. Let's roll. Billy McConnell, at some point during your wait, the familiar figure of Bernard Corbett showed up and walked into the back office. Glancing over and seeing you, he, he looks at his manager first and nods and then uh, glances over looking at you, does a double take, and goes, oh, uh, officer, oh, uh, ho- hello. Um, um, is, there, is there some kind of trouble? I, I, I know you, right? You were the one who came to my, to my house the other night. With the, with the Prowlers. Officer uh, uh, McConnell, was it? That's right, Mr. Corbett. That's a good memory. Yes, yes, well, it, it was just recently, and it was quite the uh, stressful event. Um, what, what can I do for you? What, what, is, what is it that you, you'd like to know? Well, here's the deal. 
We've just taken into custody Mr. Tomaszewski. Uh, when you say that name, roll me a psychology check. Thirty-four. You definitely notice a reaction in him. His eyes go a little bit wide. His breath catches a little bit when you mention that name. Um, he tries to hide it, but you are experienced in watching suspects and criminals and trying to hide their reactions, and you manage to catch it, no problem. I see you recognize that name. Uh, what, what was that again? Sorry? Uh, don't try and play dumb. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe... Uh, is, should I know who he is? I don't... You can play dumb all you want, Mr. Corbett, but uh, Mr. Tomaszewski's talking, and uh, he's pointing the finger. Um, I, uh, that's, I don't, I don't know what he would be talking about. I don't, I don't believe I've ever met the man. I pull out the little empty vial and ask him if, well, no, I just pull it out and show him. Um, uh, what is, what is, what's that? That's, um, I don't know what, uh, what is that supposed to be? I'm, I'm confused. What is, is that supposed to mean something? Um. Mr. Tomaszewski said he got this vial from you. That that's that's preposterous. Preposterous. I've never I've never seen that before. He's very nervous. He's very nervous. <laughs> You're sweating. They're pretty heavy, Mr. Cobbett. No, I'm I'm sorry. I, I rushed over here as quickly as I could. I may have uh, worked up a bit of a of a sweat. Uh, that's uh, not anything you want to tell me, huh? I, I don't I don't have anything to tell you. I don't have anything to hide. I've never met this uh Tomaszewski character, um or and I don't I don't know what this uh this liquid you have is. You just called him Tomaszewski. Why would you um, call that? That's I mean his his name, what right right? Or Thomas Tomaszewski, right? Most people mistakenly call him Tomaszewski. Well, I... So how would you know that his name is spelled funny to call him Tomaszewski? Um... I... I... I I, I just... I mean, it sounded Polish, and that's that's usually how they spell those names. Uh, Very shrewd of uh, McConnell there. Billy Cracking the case. Cracking the case. Wide open. Okay. Yeah. Um, he is noticeably distressed. He is, as you can tell, he's fumbling over his words. He's looking, he's glancing side to side. He's looking back at the door. We know Mr. Tomaszewski is the Miskatonic Mangler. He told us he had an accomplice. Do you know who he told us that was? I don't. I can't imagine. <laughs> you. I don't understand how that could possibly be. I think we need to take a little trip downtown. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think maybe I should speak with my lawyer. If he uh, starts to jibber-jabber... Mm-hmm. Like he's mumbling some kind of thing like we've heard about before. Right. 
I'm going to punch him in the solar plexus. <laughs> so I'm ready for that. Just okay. Just All right. He starts. Mr. Mr. Randall, he says, uh, speaking to his manager, well, would you would you please call my lawyer, get him on the phone right now, immediately? Uh, oh, y- yes, 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 Mr. Corbett, uh, uh, right away. Uh, Mr. Randall is looking very disturbed by this information as he kind of starts leading or heading off towards the back room. Oh, w- one moment, Mr. Randall. Um, uh, all right, officer. Uh, there is something, Mr. Randall. Would you would you grab that f- that folder off the desk there, and please would you show that to uh to the to, to the officer, please? Uh, Randall uh, turns and he looks down and he picks up a folder and kind of holds it up to Mr. Corbett. Mr. Corbett nods his head and he, you know, reaches over and goes to hand it to you. Mr. Randall does. Yeah, goes to hand it to you. Um, I'm keeping my eyes on. Uh, Mr. Corbett, as okay. I reach, just not looking and grab the folder. Okay. Um, as you do that, he makes a break for it anyway. <laughs> uh, as soon as you reach and you grab the folder, he he sprints for the door, and he is he's rushing out. Okay. Once he starts making a break for it, he he had a couple yards on you, but he just starts running. He throws the door open. And um, he is out of it like a flash. Um, Mr. Randall, the manager, just steps back in shock, and he is just, he doesn't want anything to do with it as he kind of backs off towards the desk. And you sprint off after, after Mr. Corbett as Mr. Corbett starts rushing back out towards the warehouse and what looks like most likely wherever he parked his car. All right, I want you to make a constitution roll to see if you can keep up with this run. 52. Out of? 65. Okay, so your success. Oh, dang. Okay, so uh, with a pa- if you pass, uh, your move remains unchanged, so your move is still uh, seven. Um, Mr. Corbett failed which brings his move down by one, which brings his move rate down also to seven from an eight. So you're in much better shape than Mr. Corbett as he starts rushing, but he does not have the constitution or the conditioning that you have. And um, you, um, it looks like he might start tiring quickly as you start um, quickly gaining ground on him. Okay, he is currently what we call uh, a location. Um, he got a little bit of a, a start on you. Um, he threw the door closed behind him as he went through. So he's currently, what we'll say, two locations ahead of you. And um, so he's out into the main area of the warehouse. He did get a little bit of a burst with his quick speed right off the bat, but he's slowing down quickly. So for this round, uh, you're going to get one movement action. You're each going to get one movement action. So I was going to say, I'll say his first move was to throw the door shut behind him as he fled through the door. So, all right. So here's your first action. What do you do? Uh, open the door. Okay. Just fleeing. Just smashing through. All right. Just make me a, just make me a dex roll. Ooh, uh, 10. 10? Okay. Um, so yeah, no problem. That's an extreme success. You gain up actually one position on him. You just 
He throws the door, he shuts it, you get it like halfway twisted on the lock and you just smash the thing open. The door frame splinters as you go blowing through it. You see him ahead of you a little ways um, in the warehouse as he's trying to rush and get away from you. As he's running, he reaches over to a stack of boxes and tries to pull them down behind him. Um, which this is going to be his uh, action for this turn. Um, uh, um, he gets a 54. His strength is 50. Um, Fail. So he does. Um, Suck, Corbett. Let's see. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm, he actually has some luck. I'm going to let him spend his luck. <laughs> So, to succeed. So he manages to grab this stack of boxes and pull them down behind him as he rushes ahead. Um, what do you do? A stack of boxes just came down. I'm gonna just plow through them. Just plow through them? Yeah. Okay, just smashing through as you go by. All right, make another strength roll for me as you just plow through these boxes as they're coming down on top of you. <laughs> 31. All right, yeah, that is a hard success. Yeah, these are coming down. Some of them hit you, you just you just shoulder him out of the way as you plow through. Corbett is right ahead of you. Um, he attempts to kind of juke you, make a cut down an aisle with uh, um, between two aisles that are stacked up sh with shelves and various objects that they've got stored here. Okay, that is a good roll. Um, you got a 16, his dex is 65. He manages to cut, um, manages to juke down this um, uh, down this aisle as he's heading down, but you are right behind him. He gets a again. He's he he manages to keep his his lead on you by a bit, but he's right there ahead of you. What do you want to do? How close is he? Uh, not far. A couple yards, maybe. I'm playing a little fast and loose with the chase rules here, so anybody listening, being like, "This is how how you do a chase." Uh, <laughs> This is true. <laughs> but we're keeping right, it moving. I'm just going to keep chasing him. Um, uh, okay. I also want to yell out, Mr. Corbett, you're not going to get away. Um, you want to do anything? The best thing you can do anything. is turn yourself in. There's, uh, there's stuff around you. There are objects. You're holding objects. You can try and... Yeah, I want to... If I find anything that's a uh, good throwing size, I want to grab it throw it at him. Sure. There's something on a shelf. Reach over. Maybe there's like a, a pipe, a bar. Yeah. Some sort of throw at his leg. Some sort of vase. A nice looking <laughs> Ming vase that's sitting on a vase that he's imported. Grab the vase. Lob it at him. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I guess make uh, make, make a throw roll. Not very good at throwing. It's just the regular 20%. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 26. Ooh. Spend some luck. Luck, luck. Push the roll. Spend some luck. Spend luck. Uh, nah, it's fine. I'm just going to keep chasing uh, it. So you kind of grab it. You huck it. Uh, not quite the way that you want it. It careens off one of the shelves and shatters. Um, shards go flying everywhere. It doesn't seem to have slowed him down at all. He's coming to the end of the aisle, and there's an um, there's a door that leads out to the front. Opening, he's rushing ahead. He's gonna try and throw open that door as quick as he possibly can to get to the outside. 
Um, so he's just going to make a general dex roll to see if he can open that as fast as he possibly can. Okay, he succeeds and actually gets a hard success on that. So he's fling, flung that door open and he's out, but he does not have enough time to close it behind him. So, all right, what do you want to do? Just chasing him out. I'll let you, um, yeah, anything you can think of you want to try and throw in there? Yeah, I'm going to pull my gun. <laughs> Shoot him. Yeah, that's the cover. Stop, or I'll shoot. And then I'm gonna shoot in the air. Okay. Um. Let's see. Roll an intimidation. No, sixty. Okay. Yeah, he keeps moving. He's still moving. He's booking it forward. He's starting to get close to his car. Um. Again, as he's going, he, he uh, reaches out, grabs some garbage cans. Then, he, as he's going by, throws them behind him. Uh, try and get something in your way. Yeah, he succeeds. Garbage cans go spilling across the ground in front of you. What would a jumping over him be? Let's see. Yeah, you can just make me a dex roll. 80. Oh no. So, garbage cans come down. They manage to trip you up um, as you actually trip and roll into the ground. And he makes a, gets a little bit of, uh, makes a little bit of headway at uh, on you as he gets to his car, throws open the door, and um, jumps inside. Oh man, this is the twenties. <laughs> he rushes off to the front of his car and starts just twisting the crank <laughs> to try and start his car as quickly as possible. As you are stumbling on the ground. Um, Let's see. I guess you're a couple positions behind. Let me, um, I'm just going to make a strength roll for him. See if he can get this sucker cranked up before you actually get to him. Man, I'm rolling pretty solidly over here. 36. Um, yeah, he cranks that sucker fast. It kicks. He just drops the, he just leaves the crank sitting there as he dives into his car and starts, uh, putting it into gear. Um, all right, you're gonna have one more shot at this. Car door's open. He's he's trying to put it into gear. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm gonna Superman through the car door and try and punch him. All right, just make it a flying leap. Flying Superman leap. Okay. Um. Let's see. Why don't we go for a fighting brawl then? As you're kind of diving in, trying to tackle him as he's trying to pull away. All right, that's a 55. Okay, I like it. Let's see it. 53! <laughs> <laughs> Barely by the skin of your teeth. You dive in, you manage to grab onto him just as he gets the car in gear and starts driving forward. But you're hanging on to him and you're hanging halfway out. Your legs are dragging on the cement. Let's see. You pull, are you dragging yourself in or are you pulling him out? He's started to move? Yeah, he's kind of, he's just right, started to move. I'm going to try pulling him out. Okay, all right. Uh, make me another fighting brawl roll. As you have him, have him grappled. Yeah, 21. Uh, his fighting brawl is 25. He rolled a 71. Yeah. You manage to rip his feet up off the pedals. <laughs> it starts coasting. You manage to um, 
get some kind of purchase with your feet on the cement, on the pavement, as you grab a hold of Bernard Corbett and just rip him out of his car and throw him down onto the pavement. Yeah, with me, <laughs> uh, he rolls across the ground, comes to a stop, looks up at you and just puts his hands up. He goes, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. Just, just don't hurt me. Yeah, you sock him as you go up to start a handcuff again. The breath rushes out of his lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Trying. Um, and Here's. the mumbling stops. Gagging. Yeah, I'm gonna drag him up off his feet and towards the uh, patrol car. Uh, uh, that's that's the uh, police brutality. Ugh. <laughs> I'm. Uh, well, you're gonna just wait until my lawyer gets gets a hold of you. <laughs> um, um, uh, <laughs> Is he mumbling again? <laughs> You might start. <laughs> I'm gonna stuff something in his mouth. I pulled my dirty sock out. All right. You apprehend Bernard Corbett, handcuffed and gagged. And I guess you take him to your squad car and you throw him in, huh? Yeah. All right. Where are you taking him? I'm gonna take him back to his house. Take him back to the house? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Billy McConnell pulls onto the street uh, right about the time you guys get the basement door open. Um, Do I see Dr. Simi? Dr. Simi, you see... You, <laughs> Dr. Simi pulls the trigger bang, bang, as he bang. sees Billy McConnell come pulling onto the street <laughs> um, with Bernard Corbett in the back of his squad car. You guys hear a gunshot. Uh, do you... What do you do, Billy? I'm gonna... 
stop and uh Dr. Simi, I got Mr. Cobbett. Come hop in. We're gonna take him back to the house so we can get some evidence. Alright. Okie dokie. So here I come. Simeon jumps in the car. On the way. You guys drive down. You guys down uh, at Mr. Corbett's house. You guys hear the gunshot from down the street. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, I make a break for it out the back. Out the back? I don't want to make a break for it. Let's go down the basement. Well, uh, it was nice knowing you, Dom. We would only know that uh, he's firing his gun if Corbett's coming back. With in cuffs. Yeah, but, yeah, we, but don't we don't know, know that. that. I know we don't know that, but... You'd still want to risk it? Yeah. You guys hear a car pulling up well, in here? the front. You do not hear the uh, distinctive telltale squeaking sound. I want to... Oh, okay. I was going to say I want to listen for squeaky thingy. Um, all right, instead of running off, can I, like, run and very gracefully kind of peek out the window? Yeah, you run up to the front of the house, you like peek out the front car. window, you see Billy McConnell, Dr. Simeon pulling up in Billy McConnell's squad car as Billy McConnell unceremoniously pulls a handcuffed Mr. Corbett, handcuffed and gagged Bernard Corbett out of the back of his car and starts leading him into the house. Hey, hey, guys, uh, hold off a minute. Don't, uh, don't leave. It's Officer uh, McConnell. He's got Mr. Corbett handcuffed, and he's, he's got a gag in his mouth. And uh, Dr. Uh, Canstani Bits is with him. So he gets to the front um, front door as you guys all. I'm assuming you guys let him in. Uh, yeah. Can I go you guys bring door. him into the, the house? Okay, so we want to tell them all about what we read in the journals and stuff. We briefly uh, bring them up okay, to speed. Kind of give them the rundown on everything you found in the journals. Oh, I also lift up the head beast in my hand and show him. Uh, you mind if Dom keeps no. this? <laughs> he did kill it fair and square. Do we want to show Billy the head beast? Well, or? I'm holding it in my hand. He sees you guys holding the head beast. Okay. His uh his eyes go wide and he just <laughs> Um he glances over, he sees the door open to the basement and he is just going into an out and out panic. Um he starts uh he starts trying to break free of McConnell's uh grasp. What I help him hold him. But, oh, no, no, um, Mr. Corbett. He doesn't succeed in any way in his attempt to kind of wrestle his way Let's free. Try to calm down a little bit here. I know it must be devastating to see the state of your girlfriend. But... <laughs> 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 just need you to calm down. Oh, um. Officer McConnell, looking at the dead head beast, I need you to make a sanity check. Since Dom Duncar just shook it in your face. As you see the horrible head monster. Oh, Dr. Simeon. Dr. Simeon, I need you to also to make a sanity check after you see this horrible head beast with weird spidery arm bones attached to the bottom of it. Head beast. 36 out of 55. 13. <laughs> All right, nice. All right, everybody make uh, or you guys each lose one sanity from that. Okay, what do you guys want to do? Do we want to just we're killing time? Go, down, go to down to the basement, or do we want to ask uh, 
basement. Corbett, what's down? I'm gonna hold no Corbett in the living room here. If you guys want to go check out the basement, how about we just take Corbett down there with us? Yeah, let's do that. Push him in the way of anything that might be potentially. I like dangerous. that. Let's lead him down in front of okay, all of he us. He's gagging. Okay. All right. So we lead Corbett in front of us, and we start to descend the basement. Okay. Shining the you know the torch in front of us. So you guys head towards the dark basement stairs. There's a flash of lightning and a peal of thunder. Just as you guys are glancing down those dark, dismal steps, they lead off down into darkness. As you head down those stairs, each one creaks as you as you make your way down. You do see a light switch on the side. You're able to switch it on. There's a single hanging bulb in this stairwell. The stairwell goes down, reaches a bottom that is um, hits a wall almost immediately. There's a door, or and stairs go down again to the left that lead to another door. And then this hallway curves around uh, on your right and curves around and heads back the other direction again. Which way do you guys want to go? He's all for the hall. Hallway. Let's go down this right, hallway go down first. Hallway. Hallway Suggestion which way we should go, Corbett. Okay, the array around to the back of the house. Yeah. Okay, you head that direction. There's another couple of steps heading down and another door. Can I see which way he's reacting? Like, if we start going towards the hall, can we... Like, can I psychology? Yep, roll a psychology check. Seventy-five. And I got a seventy-five. Nice. <laughs> um, he looks significantly more distressed when you start heading down the hallway towards the back of the house. Nice. Yes. Then when We're you start heading down way. the other set of stairs. Okay. So is that the All direction right. you're going to go? Oh, yes. yes. It's under the greenhouse. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You just kind of got pressed into his back. Yeah, yeah I've got my gun in, out, too. And okay. my other gun. Um, as you guys head this direction, there's another door. It goes down like three more steps, and then there's a door. Okay, we open the door. Okay, you open the door, and it opens up into... I have both my guns drawn. So immediately, you see to your right, there's another door, and this whole room opens up uh, to your left. It's a large room that looks like it takes up almost most of the space of the house from where the uh, the kitchen and the living room would be above you. I pull out um, my shotgun. It opens up to your left. It looks like nothing more than a laboratory. On one end of the lab, the back wall that's facing the back of the house, um, it's just filled with chemicals uh, stored in jars, along with just numerous beakers, retorts, mortars, and pestles, balances. There's several dried plant specimens on a table. On the other side of the room, towards the front of the house uh, there's what looks like a surgery there's scalpels, cat gut, needles rib splitters, spreaders clamps and other instruments are all just kind of leaning all over the place and there's a large metal cabinet next to it as you guys kind of as you guys kind of walk into that room so uh, if you look to your left there's another cabinet to your left up against the wall and then there is a door uh, also on the left side of the room. That would be the south side, I guess, going towards the front of the house. You guys want to check the door? Toads. Do we push Corbett towards the door? Does he get more Yeah, resistant? do another psychology roll. Sure. Can I do another psychology roll? 
Okay, push him towards the door. Uh, make a Alright, make another psychology roll. 42. Okay, as you start pushing him towards that direction, he is just losing it. His eyes are flicking all over the place, um, to the right, to the left, at the door, towards that uh, that ready, cabinet, folks. over to the, uh, the desk, back to the cabinet, towards the door, back to the cabinet, and he is just panicking. He's hyperventilating. He's trying to push himself back. He's dragging his feet as you are, you guys are having to shove him forward. All right. All right we Should we door. open the door? Yeah. Should we open the door, gentlemen? Well, before yes. we do that, can I look around and see if there's any, like, human no. body We're parts in any now. of these? Um, if you want to roll a spot hidden. There's, um... Everything is mostly everything's mostly open. There's some tables except for the the, uh, the cabinet up against the west side of the room and the uh, other. There's two cabinets. There's a metal cabinet up against the west side, and then there's a cabinet up against the wall on the south side of the room. I'll go search uh, the cabinets. The, uh, just from glancing around, you don't see anything uh, like human remains out. All right, you guys hold on. You guys hold on, Corbett. Looks like there might be some blood splatters kind of around the table on the southeast end and on the table. Just keep pushing towards the, uh, the, door. the door. Okay, do you guys want to open the door? Open the door. I'll open the door. Okay. Baby Phil's going to open the door. But I'm going to... Um, you also found a light switch when you got to the into this room. It's fairly well lit. Um, there's a couple bulbs in here. Uh, you open this door, it opens into, um, on a dark room that is empty aside from a spare wooden table with a chair next to it. There's a set of shelves up against, uh, the wall to the right that are empty. It looks like maybe like a workroom, but, uh, that appears to be empty at first glance. Well, I shine empty. my flashlight in there. Okay. Yeah, we all shine our flashlights in. Yeah. Um, you're shining your flashlights around in there. You reach uh, to the side. You do find a light. Uh, it's actually a, a pole light in the middle of the room. If you want to go in and pull the cord. It seems sketchy. All right, Dom. It's all up to you. I got oh, one yeah. Arm. Let's, let's I make... got one arm. I got a sling in my flashlight, bro. I mean, 1920 sling. All right, I'll go in. I'll go in. Okay. Put on a light. I want to get some adventure in my life. You go in, you pull the the pull cord on the light in the middle of the room, and it lights up immediately, illuminates the whole room. And looking around, you don't see anything aside from the empty table, the chair, the empty set of shelves. It's just a sparse room that appears to be empty. What's Corbett's reaction? Uh, Corbett is still just kind of panicking. He's looking around. Uh, he's not fighting you as much once you came in here as he was before. Is there anything specific that he keeps looking at? Like are his eyes going a certain direction more than any other? Um, Is there anything up on the ceiling? Currently, no. You don't see anything on the ceiling. No head beasts? Roll me a... I guess someone roll a psychology check. Or I guess maybe like a spot hidden. Sammy? I got a spot hidden or psychology? Uh, I'll do a spot hidden. I got 75... One. You got a one? Nice. Yep. Like a one, one? Yeah. One. Zero, zero, and a one. 
Oh, all right. That is a critical success. Massive um, critical. Holy yeah. You yeah. Check so that make sure boy. you check that off. And actually, uh, on a critical success, roll a d10 for me, <laughs> Seth. Eight. Nice. You rolled an eight. All right, I'm gonna let you add four permanently onto your spot hidden. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh. Wow, nice. Brings me up to seventy-nine. For that critical success, that's the first critical we've gotten. I mean, that's a one in a hundred shot. But no, you don't notice him. Like in this room, you don't notice him glancing around at anything more than anything else. If anything, he kind of keeps uh, checking behind over his shoulder. Did the did the door open inward? Is there anything behind the door? It opened inward. Uh, no, you don't see anything behind the door. I'm gonna go back in the other room, search them cabinets. Okay, which cabinet do you want to check? Uh, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's the metal cabinet that's up against the west wall that's over by the surgery, and then there's like a wooden cabinet that's up against the south wall that was closer to this set of doors that you guys just went through. You love wood. Tallahassee. I was going to go for the surgery cabinet. That's unlike you. The surgery cabinet? Psychologist. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you go over and you go to open that. As you get close to it, you actually notice the faint sound of like what sounds like a compressor. As you start opening it up and opening one of the and opening the drawers, you find a host of refrigerated human nerves and tendons and blood vessels that are all stored in these cabinets that appear to have been refrigerated like stuff that he's using for saving for future use there's just bottles of like glucose and saline solutions uh i need you to roll a sanity check for me as you find all this stuff in these in these drawers yeah i was gonna say hey mcconnell uh, i don't know what this stuff is looks like beef jerky to me but uh, it might be might be worth something I'm too dumb to notice. Who's rolling the... Uh, uh, Tallahassee Turner, since he's the one who opened it up and found all the weird, gross, nasty stuff. All right, I got a 44 on Sanity. Yeah, you're toast. 25. Nice. Success? All right, don't, yep. you don't lose anything on a success. Yeah, because it's just beef jerky. All yeah. right, I'm going to go open the other cabinet. Okay. Um, you open the, the cabinet kind of closet on the south side of the room and um, it is empty but as soon as you open it you notice this smell coming from it this fetid rotten odor that seems to be coming from this area wow it smells pretty terrible in here what is that horrible smells like death. stench? It's just an empty cabinet? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, in with here. With a horrible, s- horrible smell <laughs> emanating from it. Hey, see Crap if you door? can move that uh, cabinet. See if you can push it. It's a portal Do you to, want to roll the a spot spider hidden? world. Or are you, are you going to try and shuffle it aside? Who's this? Oh, yeah, oh, move it to the side. Bakersfield over, oh. opened it. Yeah, I opened it. What do you want to do? Check for a trap door in the back or slide it to the side or yeah, something. Yeah, move it. All right, yeah, I'll move Let's it. Let's move it. 
Uh, you try to move it, it doesn't budge. Let's look for a trap door. Push through the back of it. Alright, I, uh, I push through the back and just kind of search around. It opens. Well, let's go this way, guys. The back is false. It's just a board set up against the back wall, and it once you push against it, it easily comes aside and opens. And once you push it aside and you look in there and you move that board out of the way, the smell hits you in the face almost like a physical blow. <coughs> it's this horrible smell of rotten meat like a charnel house and also like sewage like an open sewer there's another flash of lightning and you hear some more thunder from from outside as you look in it is pitch black back here in this room it goes it goes straight ahead for a couple of feet and then curves off to the left you guys coming Let's go. Let's just keep doing the same thing we've been doing. Lead Corbett down the path. All right, bring him. Use our flashlights. As you guys start pushing him towards this, he tries to fight you again and break, and he's dragging his feet, and he's shoving, and he is freaking out. Come on, you pansy. He's shaking his head. Okay. Um, Not enough to knock him out or anything, but... Okay. You whack him on the back of the head. You do stun him a little bit, and he it manages to kind of, um, yeah, it stuns him, and he he goes a little bit limp, calms a little bit from his freaking out that he is doing. All right, we're in. Let's do it. Flashlights out, boys. You guys start heading down into this dark room. This is actually a, there's actually a dirt floor in this room. Exposed beams all around. Um on the walls leading up, holding the ceiling up above you. The floor is almost damp and squishy. And the farther you go in, this smell is just getting worse and worse. It's almost, it's getting into like, into your mouth. You can almost taste it. It's everywhere. I want you guys to all roll me a listen. Got a 47 out of 70. 32 out of 20. I had a success. 48 out of 60. 89. Okay. Uh, Semi and... Those of you um, that succeeded, you start hearing a shuffling sound in the dirt and in the mud coming from around the corner just to the left. And you start to hear almost like a wheezing noise. I've got my shotgun out. You guys pulling your guns out? 45. I already, I've had my, my 45 out this whole time. time. Guys, we hear something funny. Hear some shuffling. You hear what sounds like a wheezing noise, almost like it's a there's several large bellows back there that are being squeezed over and over again, back and forth, just. <laughs> blowing through the room behind you. As you start pressing forward into the room, a figure starts to emerge from around the corner, from the depths of the room, ahead of you. At first, you see an arm come from around the corner. It's pale white as it reaches around the edge of the wall, feeling its way 
up and down the corner of the wall. You hear more sounds, more shuffling, more of that wheezing sound, and you start to hear some screeching noise. Another arm appears around the corner, feeling its way along the wall. And then another, and another, and another, as they're feeling their way up and down the wall. What begins to peek around the edge of this corner is some sort of horrible, large, mucusy blob of flesh. It almost looks like an overcooked pudding with various limbs attached at all angles all over it. There's about a dozen or so arms ringing the top of it. Another set of a dozen or so legs across the bottom and then a couple more arms that are moving and shuffling it across the bottom. All in all, the whole horrible construction is maybe about the size of a bull. As it moves towards you, there are large wrinkly orifices in the side of it that are breathing in and expelling air out of it. There's this hole on the bottom of it that is snuffling around, moving around. Every It takes a couple steps and then drops to the ground as this, this orifice near the bottom starts scraping along the ground. And on the top in the middle, there's another orifice that's a round sphincter-like protrusion that is just expelling this horrible fluid, just brown, sludgy liquid that spills out of the top of it, splattering all over the front of it, all over the sides of it, as it continues to make this horrible sound from all of its various orifices that are puckering and expelling and widening and and closing. As it shuffles towards you, its arms outstretched, you hear a whimper from Bernard Corbett behind you. As he looks at it, and the look in his eyes, though, is not fear. It's a look of longing and maybe adoration as he looks at this horrible creature that's moving towards you. A single tear falls down his cheek as it moves towards you, arms outstretched. I blasted in the face with my shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you guys all to make sanity rolls. Yeah, and then we're just going to open fire. 69. I rolled a 34 out of 45. 59 out of 54. It's the multi-bear. If you guys want to look and roll 20, there's a, a picture of somewhat of the depiction of what this is. That thing is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. What the world on earth? It's a multi-bear. It is the multi-bear. <laughs> it's the multi-sphincter. Um, okay, everybody needs to make sanity checks. Yeah, I got a 69. <laughs> I failed. This is the diarrhea monster. Oh, I failed. Um, successes? Okay. Um, I rolled a success. Uh, Bakersfield succeeded. McConnell, you failed. The rest of you guys? I failed. Failed. Fail. Everybody wow. failed except for Bakersfield. I've yep. seen worse. Okay, all of you guys that f- <laughs> all of you guys that failed lose one D ten 
What? This is bull. Major Bakersfield lose one point of sanity. As your steely nerve that three that you gained in the war of keeping your head under combat. Oh jeez. Keeping your head in combat, Major Bakersfield, you manage to again hold your wits together as this monstrosity comes towards you. Um, who lost what? I lost five. I lost two. Three. Three. Okay. Dr. Simi and Billy McConnell, I need you both to make me intelligence rolls. No, I'm gonna go insane. Oh no, don't go temporary insane. Oh, you gotta fail this one though. Oh, Simi's temporarily insane. I got a five. Uh, Dang it. Extremely succeed. Okay, that's actually that's worse. Good. You have to fail. No. You don't want to succeed on your intelligence check on this. No, you don't. What did you get, Dr. Simi? I got a five. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Somebody better smash Corbett in the head. As you guys are looking this, sphincter, um, and you succeeded on your intelligence check, the reality of this, the horribleness, the otherworldly alien quality of this creature sinks in, and you understand the full ramifications of what this is and what this means. You guys, you look at it and you suddenly understand that the world is not anything what you expected it was. That there are things in it and things out there that are more horrible than you could imagine, and they are real. And they are staring you right in the face. You cray-cray. You cray-cray. <laughs> to put it simply, you cray-cray. Um, but I've seen worse than okay. this. As a psychologist. As a psychologist. I've been stabbed by a naked... I was naked, but I was stabbed Things by bad. a... Alright, I want you guys both to roll me 1d10. Again? Yeah. Who? You guys. You Both you and Ed. Six. Six? Okay, Dr. Zero. Singer, what'd you get? That's ten. That's ten. That's bro. the absolute... <laughs> a ten? Okay. Billy McConnell... Billy McConnell, as you look on this thing and the reality of this sets in, this is this is more than your mind can take. This is too much. You're you're barely just more than a kid. You've only been on the force for a little while. You've seen a few things, but nothing like this. Nothing could have prepared you for this. And it just overwhelms you and you drop to the ground. Completely unconscious. Unconscious? As you faint from the horror that has overwhelmed your mind. As soon as I see this, I turn and whack Corbett in the head with my gun. So do I lose ten insanity points? No, then? you already lost seven. Five. Five? Okay, yeah, you lost five. Um, no, you actually are gonna get a mania, my good man. This is <laughs> This is where the fun lies. I'm a psychologist. Um yes. <laughs> I gonna we get a roll on the uh, the table of manias to see what thing you now become obsessed with. People become obsessed with sphincters and butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doctor Simi, roll me a roll me a D one hundred. Is it just these two? Um, yeah, same yeah, the same, the regular yes. ones you always roll. Uh, three, a three. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, as you're looking at this thing, you suddenly feel that the only way to be safe from this thing is to be in the dark. Nothing can find you in the dark. You have to find darkness and just enclose yourself in it. Wrap yourself in the in the deep black silence of night. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You are now afflicted with acluomania, an excessive liking for darkness. So you feel an overwhelming urge to seek out the darkest place immediately and find your way there and enclose yourself in there. So, well, let's see. Roll, roll me a d6. Okay, for the next turn, that is the only thing you can think of doing, is trying to find yourself a dark place to hide in. Alright, what's everybody's decks? Um, 60. 50. I've got, yeah, 60. 65. Uh, Tallahassee, you're 60. Yep. Dom, you're 65. Yep. Um, Simi, you're 60. I'm 50. 50. All right, Dom card. you're up first. What do you do? Yeah, I'm going to open fire with my shotgun. Okay, roll shotgun check. As this thing is moving towards you, its hands kind of outstretched, not necessarily in a threatening way, more of like a in supplication, like it's waiting for you to give it something. Yeah, I'm going to give it a bullet. I'm actually going to shoot it with my 38 instead. We throw a uh, head beast at it. <laughs> do you throw the head beast at it? I'm going that to... That might enrage it, though, because it's like it's a baby. I'm going to I'm gonna shoot it with my 38. All right, Dom Drunkard, roll your roll your fire, your firearms handgun. Blast okay. it. Firearms handgun. I have a 60. 22. Hard success. Ooh. Okay. Um, okay, you had a readied handgun. Let's see. Okay, uh, a hard success? Yes. Okay, uh, yeah, you uh, you fire your 38. There's an explosion of gunpowder that is deafening in this small area that you guys are in. You guys are all crammed into just this, this narrow hallway as this thing is coming towards you. There's maybe only two of you that can stand abreast side by side as you're just kind of firing past each other at this thing. All right, roll damage, 1d10. Oh, how many times do I get to shoot? Um, three times per round for a handgun. Do I do it one at a time so I roll damage this time? Uh, first? yeah, but for each, uh, you get penalty dies for trying to shoot more than once in a round because it throws your aim off. Okay. Anyway, I got a four. Uh, okay. So the round punches into the side of it. Um, and it lets out this shriek and all the hands and limbs just kind of withdraw as it cringes back. Uh, is that your round? I'm going to shoot it again. Okay, if you're firing, firing two or more shots, then each one is going to get a penalty die. So that means your first shot's going to take a penalty die also. Oh, my, well, I already shot it, so I guess I'm good. I'll just do the one shot. Okay. Major Bakersfield and Tallahassee, you guys are actually acting at the same time. Which one of you wants to go first? 
I'm gonna take a knee and blast it in the face with a shotgun. Dude, freaking throw okay. a dynamite at You got your, uh, oh. and blow us all up? <laughs> <laughs> you have a, uh, double-barreled shotgun, right? Double-barreled, yeah. double-barreled 12-gauge, I believe. I also have my elephant gun. We might want to use that, but I have my shotgun ready in my hands. Okay, if you had your shotgun ready, then that's the one you're gonna need to use, or else you're gonna... Or else you're gonna take a penalty in the order here. Alright, I've got a uh, 75 on my shotgun's firearm. Okay, it'll set you a little bit back in the order if you want to swap out for your elephant gun. Um, well, can I blast it with the shotgun, strap it back, or stick it back in the holster on my back, and then pull out the shotgun, or the uh, elephant gun is my turn? Um, you will... Yeah, you can drop it, and then on your next turn, you can draw and fire with your with your other gun. Okay. Well, I'm going to blast it with my shotgun. Okay. All right, roll your shotgun skill. Yeah, and you can fire twice with your shotgun. Without taking penalty? No, you'll take a penalty on both rounds. Um, All right, I've got pretty high fire. I've got 75. I think I can at least get a success on one of those right. rolls. Well, you have to take the higher one. Well, yeah, but I'm shooting twice, so... Right. Okay. So okay. I'll roll four times. All right, ready, Alex? Yeah. I rolled a 90 and a 20. Okay. Dang it. My firearms are 75. All right, as you're trying to get... um, You just pull it a little bit too much, and it goes wide against the wall to the side of you on your first shot. Uh, roll for your second one. All right. Two 40s. Two 40s? All right, that's a success. The next, the second one, you pull it back, you line it up. You know what you're doing. You've done this a million times before. You pull the trigger, and the blast takes it hard right in the front of whatever this horrible mass is. So that is a 12-gauge shotgun. Roll 4d6. And you are within 10 yards of it, so... Ooh. First one's uh, 6... Four, two, one. <laughs> 13. 13. Jeez. Yeah. That sucked, bro. That's not bad. It's a pretty stinking solid hit. That would kill most things outright. Alright, um... Shotgun goes off. It it blows a sizable chunk out of it. Um, it actually you man you take off two of the arms off the top of it as they're just blown aside. Shreds of flesh go hanging off. Blood splatters everywhere as it shrieks again in pain and starts charging towards you guys. Seth, you should feed it, Corbett. Okay, uh, Tallahassee Turner, what are you doing? Uh, okay, I'm gonna... Or, so I have both my guns drawn. Okay. I have a 45 and a 38. Uh, I'm gonna turn and shoot Corbett in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> and we all die. <laughs> uh, should I throw him out in front, shoot him, or knock him out? I'm afraid he's gonna do something funky with McConnell gone. Or passed out. I say we throw him at the the blood batter, please, to troll. Also, him. guys, who was in front? You guys can fit about two. Corbin, of them. I think really. I was at the very front because I Orbit was, was in front. 
Yeah, Corbett was in front. Okay, so basically you're going to have Bakersfield and Corbett like side to side up front. You can fit about two people side to side in this hallway. Yeah. So who's behind them? I pushed him to the ground and I took a knee when I... Yeah, you would have been right behind... Uh, McConnell's right behind Corbett on the floor. Uh, so then, Dom, are you next to McConnell or was that you, Simi, that was next to... No, I was next to McConnell. I was behind uh, Bakersfield. Okay, so Dr. Simeon's in the back, and which makes sense because Dr. Simeon is still pretty wrecked. <laughs> so then, yeah, I just step up and full-on uh, shoot both guns, all three shots. All right, you're going double-handed firing here. So trying to do all of that, you're going to take two penalty die on each round. So for each shot, you're gonna roll 3d10 and take the worst on each of those. Uh, okay. So I do I roll like six times? What'd you say? Um, so 79 is my worst on those. Okay, which gun is going off first? Which gun is this? Uh, 45. Okay, so first round out of the 45 uh, goes wide, hits into the wall. So wait, just to clarify, when you say two penalty dice, he's rolling four dice total. He's rolling right? three dice total. Three. Oh yeah, four dice total. Why yeah, he... because the D100. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm alternating. That was my 45. Okay, so this is your 38. 38. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This one actually. Um. Is that a? Is that a fumble? Okay, 96 or above is a fumble. Okay, uh, firing with people in front of you. If you get a fumble, you possibly could hit somebody in front of you, by the way, um, to be aware of. Well, I stepped up as close as possible. So, well, there's Bakersfield and Corbett in front of you, so you're kind of reaching around. I guess Bakersfield crouched down. He said that. So I guess you're firing over Bakersfield's yeah. head. All right, so that's two misses so far. All right, 45. I will spend three luck. What is it? A 53? Okay, yeah, this one, you get it up, and uh, it's actually when you pull the trigger, you realize it was going to be too low, but luckily it, the kick pulls it up enough that it manages to hit it in the leg. One of the legs. <laughs> so your damage is 1d10 plus 2, so roll a d10. 5. 7? Okay. All right, so yeah, you blow the knee out of one of the legs off the bottom, and it stumbles a little bit. Uh, a bunch more sludge, brownish, liquidy sludge explodes at the top of the sphincter on top and sprays all over the bottom, and a little bit flies towards you guys. And this stinks like pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Uh, all right, so that's that's two two on your forty-five, thirty-eight. Roll it. Yep. 38. Dang it. 97. Alright. Oh, shoot. That's a fumble. Yeah. Can I spend a luck to not fumble? You'd have to spend two. Okay. I'll spend um, two luck. Well. Um, let me, uh, I'm gonna make, well, really, there's, Sam, make me a luck roll. Alright. 
I need one of my, or I need my D10 back. Eighty-two out of sixty-three. <laughs> 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 the last time I give you guns. You shoot the dynamite and we all blow up. <laughs> okay. Did you say you wanted to spend luck so that you don't fumble? Uh, yeah, that's what okay. I want to do. All right. So. Luck. Um. All right. This one, you're pulling it up and you fire and it hits the dirt right next to Major Bakersfield. <laughs> As you're kind of like, so you're firing whoa, and then you're whoa. cocking the hammer, so it kind of dipped down as you were cocking the hammer, and then you pull the trigger way too quickly. And Major Bakersfield, you feel something just graze past your thigh. Sorry, man, it's all this hammer cocking I'm doing. All right, Tallahassee, 45. Rookie mistake. Both at 45. This is your last shot on your 45. Success or is your? Yeah, I will spend. My handgun's fifty. Okay. So uh, I will spend four luck. Four luck. Okay. So you spent how much last time? What are you at on your luck? Sixty-two. Okay. Yeah, this one strikes true. So roll your damage. One d ten. Seven. Yeah. So nine. Or seven total. Yeah. No, seven on the dice, so okay. nine total. Nice. All right, so it connects and blows a big chunk out of the side of it. Um, another one of the arms goes limp as it's kind of staggering towards you as Tallahassee is going full-on Doc Holiday and just unloading both guns towards it. All right, you got one more shot on your 38. Oh, shoot. 95. <laughs> okay. One under. Yeah, this one, this one goes wide, hits one of the beams to the left of you. Uh, at this time, Corbett uh, is actually going to. Uh, he's actually going to jump backwards and kind of charge backwards into you, Tallahassee Turner, trying to knock you over as you are firing all these guns. So as you get off your last shot, he kind of charges and tries to so shoulder check into you. Trying to knock you over. How would you know it's my last shot? I still got three bullets. In yeah, it's gun. your last shot. Well, that's... Well, right. He doesn't know it's your last shot. He's just... You're firing and he's charging you. Trying to stop, stop you from shooting at his baby. So roll... Uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to try and... Uh, Dodge? Do you want to try and fight back? Uh, let's see. What are my options? Dodge. Dodge or fight back. Strength. <laughs> well, like strength or power. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fighting brawl to fight back. Fighting brawl. Or, or, a dodge. or a dodge. Okay. So whichever one's hiding. Yes. Yeah, so that's why I was wondering. So my fighting brawl is fifty. So okay. I'll do that one. My okay. Dodge is only thirty. So when you're fighting back, you can either just like try and hit him, or throw him aside, or whatever yeah. you want to try and do. So what I was gonna do. I'm gonna duck and trip. Sweep him. the legs. Okay, just try leg. and like knock him on the ground. Okay, so roll. Yeah. You have to get a better success than he does. Twenty-seven. Nice. Twenty-seven. Nice. Ooh, almost a hard success. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he charges towards you. His hands are tied behind his or his cuffed behind his back. Um, tries to shoulder check you. You easily dodge aside and just kick his legs out from under him 
and he just falls into the wall and slides and say, down Kai! onto his knees. <laughs> Full on sweep the leg as he collapses. Uh, Dr. Simeon can't stand your bits. Yes. You need to get somewhere dark. This is a terrible place. The only safety is in the dark somewhere. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty dark there was already. There's a little cabinet back in the room. Um, it's super dark straight oh, ahead of you. It's dark in here. But darkness can be anywhere where there aren't any lights. Well, there's a back corner in the same room. Um, there's darkness so. straight ahead of you past the horrible creature. <laughs> or... Yeah. You can. Are you saying he has to go? He has to go somewhere to try and make some spot. darkness, or either go somewhere where it's dark, or you go somewhere and make it dark. Um, go into your shirt. I'll go into my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you turn your flashlight off and you just pull your shirt over your head and just crouch down on the ground. Well, I'll go back out and um, turn off the lights in the laboratory. Okay, so Dr. Simi rushes back out to the laboratory and smashes the light bulbs to make it oh, dark. Oh, I just turn them off, but I guess I'm a maniac right now, so yeah, I smash yeah. them. Smash <laughs> the hell out of them. You smash the light bulbs and the whole room just goes pitch black. The only light now is from the flashlights of your friends up in that dark hallway. Uh, and you crouch down up against the wall, just whimpering, now feeling a little bit more comfortable now that you're in the... <laughs> wonderful embracing darkness the safety oh, that it brings this feels so much better in that wonderful embracing darkness <laughs> oh. how long do I stay unconscious uh ooh, I guess let's uh I forgot to check on that um I guess I did a d6 for for Donovan so roll a d6 for me six five five okay yeah you're gonna be out for five rounds jeez oh. Louise here I was thinking Billy was like the toughest guy in the game. <laughs> He's like, ugh, Apprehend. butt monster. He's been kicking some butt so far, but this this just got to him. It was too much for him. But the butt monster <laughs> was just too much butt. Yeah, it's too much butt. Like, he doesn't like the butt stuff. <laughs> Bubbly Speaking butts. of, <laughs> I went kicking butt and taking names. Major oh. Bakersfield. Yes. This horrible creature charges towards you. It's many arms and limbs swinging. Its orifice on the bottom opens up, and you can see rings of teeth in it. Uh-oh. As it charges towards you, swinging its arms, grabbing at you, making I gasping noises. The end of my elephant gun directly into its mouth. As it uh, reaches in to try and grab you um, with its many arms. Roll me a fighting brawl, Sam. Major Bakersfield. There we go. Fella. Do you want to fight back or do you want to dodge? Um, I'm gonna fight back. Do it. I was in the war. Oh, oh no, Dad. What happened? <laughs> Ninety-seven. Oh, Ninety-seven. Oh, yikes! I want to spend two luck to get out of fun range. Um, well, you just you fail, so it grabs you. Uh, a bunch of the arms, like three or four of the arms, just reach around. You're not even sure how many, as they all grab onto your body and start shoving you towards the the horrible clamping teeth of the mouth below. Um, as the whole thing, the whole thing rears up and it's trying to shove you under its body, as it rears up a little bit to bring its mouth in line with 
um, I guess whatever part of you it can get to first. So, um, roll me another fighting brawl, Major Bakersfield. Alright. As it's shoving you into its mouth. Ooh, 20 out of 60. It's what? Oh, jeez. 20 out of 60. Okay. Um, it rolled. It rolled poorly. <laughs> poorly. You climb. So as it's pulling you towards its mouth, you manage to bring your elephant gun in and just shove it sideways across the opening of this orifice as its teeth are coming towards you. Blocking it across. Please off me. And managing to hold yourself back from getting shoved into this this horrible, just stench-filled maw of sarlacc sphincter teeth. Sarlacc sphincter teeth. (laughs) Dom Drunkard, you see Major Bakersfield being pulled into this thing's (laughs) mouth as it shrieks and squeals and expels horrible gases and fluids out the top of it. Dynamite out of my pack. Throw it in. What do you want to do? I don't know why we haven't thrown that yet. <laughs> We're all going to blow up if I do. <laughs> It'll be the game. No, we all book it. That's One person said. shoves it in the orifice butthole. Yeah, but we have a guy thing. passed out on the floor and another guy hiding in a corner. Somewhere. The guy in the corner's in the other room. The guy passed the, the floor. We're going to pick Billy up. Sam, Sam's getting eaten right now. Is that what you're saying? The problem, we have Billy on the floor. Yeah, it's Dom's action turn. Uh, and yeah, Sam's I think partially being eaten. Um, so Sam is being eaten as we speak. Yeah, he's managed to shove the gun across the mouth hole and prevent himself from being shoved inside for the moment. Where's the dynamite? It's in uh, Major Bakersfield's pocket or pouch or whatever he's got it shoved on the side of. I have it uh, strapped to the side of my leg. I'm wearing like cargo pants <laughs> type things. <laughs> what do you want to do, Dom? Um, how many arms are holding You Major might be Baker? able to hack the arms and get me free and I can try and... I don't, and, uh, I don't have There's about three of them with. A hatchet and a sword. Yeah, but I'm not you. I, I mean, this is true. <laughs> All I've got is a 38. So you are back by McConnell. I'm right, right? behind Sam. Or you were next? Yeah. I I was right behind Bakersfield. Right behind Bakersfield. Okay. All right, Dom. So you have a clear path to the creature then. If Bakersfield was ahead of you. Isn't Bakersfield still in front of me, like, getting He's eaten? definitely in front of you being pulled into the, the monster's mouth. I'm tempted to grab the dynamite and throw it in the monster's mouth. You'd have to grab it, light it, and chuck. Yeah. Yeah, just sacrifice. And then maybe you yeah. could chop the arms. I don't have anything to chop with. Well, I have a knife on me. Pull it out. <laughs> so I'm going to, like, toss him You should be aware that... You all are in a space of about five yards of here, or like of each other, maybe ten feet from the monster to all of the rest of you. So, if your goal is to save Major Bakersfield, 
lighting a stick of dynamite and placing it directly adjacent to him. I don't have anything to save him with. Like, I don't have any edged weapons. Just run up close and handgun. All right, I'm going to run up right behind Bakersfield, so I'm kind of kind of be hugging him, you know, with the one arm, and then I'm going to reach the gun around in front of him and bust a cap in the bug bladder beast. All right, just blast it, like, right into its mouth? Yeah. Okay, awesome. You're going to be at point-blank. You're going to be at point-blank range, so you're going to get a bonus die on your rounds. Are you going to fire three shots? Yeah. Okay, so this is just going to be a straight roll then. No, no penalty die because you're at point blank. So I get a roll for three shots but with zero penalty die. Yes. All right, you rush forward. You grab onto Bakersfield, uh, putting your arms around his shoulders as you reach your left arm forward, putting the muzzle of the gun directly into the beast's mouth as it attempts to clamp down upon the metal of the gun barrel. Pull the trigger, roll your dice. I suck. How did I miss? I got a 78. Um, what's your firearm skill? 60. Okay, as you're bringing the gun up, you pull the trigger first, and you pull it too, too soon before you have it in position, and it shoots just right underneath the monster. That'll be. So All right, rolling number two. Second shot. Uh, that's a success. 46. Okay, roll a d10. Seven. All right, roll another d10. Because as you pull the trigger on this last one, you've got it right in its mouth, and you're not even gonna—you don't even have to aim. So I got a nine for the second one. Okay. So Dom, as you rush forward and you see Major Bakersfield being pulled into this offensive monstrosity's mouth. Everything that's led you up to this point flashes through your mind and the whole purpose for your searching, why you travel so much, everything you've been looking into. And you see this creature about to eat one of your newfound friends and comrades, trying to pull him away. And at the same time, you shove this gun into its face, into its mouth, and just start wildly pulling the trigger. Maybe in some way, by destroying this monstrosity, this horrible creature, this terrifying stuff of nightmares that has somehow appeared before you, maybe this will make the world right again. Maybe in some way, with this first bullet, as you pull it and you hear the gun explode uh, and it kicks back with force, it's the name Fiona rings in your head from the first round. And again, you pull the trigger as the name Sam escapes your, your lips. Again, as you're pulling Major Bakersfield, seemingly against what feels like he's wrapped in chains, wrapped in irons. But as this last bullet goes off, suddenly he comes free. And you manage to pull him away and fall backwards. As the creature ahead of you gasps, and stumbles. It careens into the wall next to you as fluid starts pulling out, pouring out of its open mouth. Something vital must have been struck by that final bullet that you released with Sam's name. Something goes spraying on the wall behind it. Its legs attempt to gain purchase underneath it to right itself, but 
they can't, they don't have the strength as it collapses to the ground, making those horrible shrieking noises, the bellow sounds of those fleshy vents on the side of it, in and out. Several more times as you fall backwards, pulling Major Bakersfield away as both of you scramble backwards as far away as you can before you run into your other friends behind you. You see the limbs jerk a few more times, the legs again try and move. You see those opening vents on the side, those wrinkly lips of flesh and mucus that seems to be inhaling and expelling air. Open and close a few more times until finally, after one final breath, they go still and silent. You guys, good luck. Dominic, shoot on my shoulder. Tallahassee, fire at will. shriek from Mr. Corbett over his gag as he attempts to stand up and rush towards the now dead creature that is ahead of you. I run up and stab him with my sword. (laughs) (laughs) He falls into the side of it and just leans into it as you can see he's just sobbing uncontrollably. Okay, Billy. You shake yourself awake finally. Dr. Simi. You managed to shake off this uh, this compulsion that has come over you, though you still feel yourself drawn to the darkness. You see the lights ahead. You hear the voices of your friends in the hallway ahead. Um, you gather around, looking over this creature that has fallen before you. This was some sort of child of a being from another world or another dimension that was meant to be here to bring its parent forth perhaps a gate Tomaszewski called it but whatever gate it was it's closed now so as the five of you make your way out of the house what do you how do you guys want to finish this off? Uh, I'm going to make my way back upstairs to find the phone. Okay. Are you taking uh, Corbett with you? Call the department. Yeah. Well. He's just a sobbing mess. He's sobbing he's, mess. I'm going to leave him. Okay. All right. Bill McConnell makes his way upstairs, gets on the phone, dialing in a familiar number to his local precinct. 
As the desk sergeant picks up, says, Police. Billy it's, McConnell uh, says, It's uh, Billy. Uh, you need to send everybody over here to the Corbett residence. Uh, the Miskatonic Mangler didn't work alone. And you're not going to believe it unless you see it. So send everybody. Tell the chief. Tell the captain. You guys all got to get down here. All right. With that, what are the rest of you doing? I quickly sketch a picture of the... Or wait, I have my camera. I take a picture of the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sketch a few notes to make sure that I'm good to have my, my book. My next book. Actually, my, my true adventure book. This is so exciting. I'm going to go call my parents and tell them, like, I got a real adventure book. Also, how many... I remember you grabbed the <laughs> cult book and you grabbed the snakeskin book. Did you keep any of those journals? Yes, I did. Which ones? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Though most of these would be evidence... Yeah, just kidding. I, no, I didn't really take. Uh, just no, I just left them. <laughs> I just want them to be evidence. Okay. I, I will remind you, there was one journal that spoke of another creature that was taken to a, a small town. That's right. To a person in a small town. Well, I did take notes. Uh, okay, yeah. And so I do have those notes. Okay. Then I, I ask... Uh, can't stand your bits uh, to take a picture of me with my sword stabbed into the beast <laughs> and my leg and my my foot up on top of the beast. I, of course. So I guess most of what I'm wondering <laughs> are you guys staying here to wait for the police? And I'm not. Give all of your statements or whatever, or do you guys want to get out of here before all this happens? I got out of there. I'm getting out of there. I'm gonna go home and take a, a serious shower. Um, I'm gonna stay. I don't want Billy to take all the cred. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so Bakersfield, you're going home. Simi, you're going home. Or no, are you staying? I gotta go get my wife. Okay, so you go oh, to get yeah. your wife. Tallahassee Turner, home, you're yeah. staying. Yeah, but I'm gonna get my story straight with Billy before the cops show up. Bakersfield left. Okay. Yeah, Bakersfield went home. Yeah. Okay. Dom, why don't you uh, come back to my place with me? That sounds good. I, uh, I'll eat a drink. I'll get you the nice glass. <laughs> that sounds worth it to me. I go back with Major Bakersfield in a non-creepy way. All right, so as you guys sit in Major Bakersfield's living room, in his front room, after you've gotten washed up, cleaned up a bit, Sucking back a cool water with a new friend out of some exceptionally fine glasses. You eventually see numerous squad cars pull onto the street, lights flashing as they all flood into your small neighborhood pulling up in front of Bernard Corbett's house. As many police officers, uniformed and ununiformed, make their way inside. You see Billy McConnell, Major Bakersfield, and Dr. Simi greet them out on the front porch as they start explaining everything to them, what happened. 
As they lead them inside, you see the captain go inside with Billy McConnell first as he they're inside for a moment um, while a lot of the uniformed officers are still milling around outside standing on the front uh, on the first floor they're gone for a few minutes before McConnell and the captain come back up and all the rest of the uniformed officers are sent outside to wait on the front lawn as two other ununiformed officers go inside to finish the investigation. McConnell, the captain, tells you he doesn't want anybody else besides these this group of people to know anything about what's down in the basement. The surgery, the things you found, and everything about the Miskatonic Mangler, that's fine. The thing that is in the hidden room, he doesn't want you to tell anybody about. He doesn't want anybody else to know about that. He takes down Detective Frank Kovach and his partner, Detective Burke, as you all go down and take a look, they take their hats off, staring at it, just in puzzlement and horror, and then go up and send everyone else out of the house as the captain goes over to the phone and makes a few phone calls. The rest of the officers he sends through the rest of the house, searching through, gathering evidence. After another hour or so, a single black sedan pulls up in front of the house as four black or as four men in dark suits exit the vehicle and head inside of the house and down into the basement and as they go down they tell you McConnell Tallahassee Turner and Dr. Simi that you all can leave as they head down into the basement and again tell you not to tell anybody what you saw down here so as you all head out back to your respective residences, McConnell, you get another handshake from the captain saying that you'll get another commendation after you guys explained the events that led up to this, the terrible sounds and noises that led you inside to investigate what was going on, led you to the basement and the discoveries you made there. Billy McConnell, you do in fact get a promotion to detective and a commendation. You are the youngest ever police officer on the force to be made a detective. Tallahassee Turner, you go home to write your latest book. By far the most unbelievable of every story you've written, and ironically, the most true. Dr. Simeon, you gather up your wife with a new appreciation and respect for Mary Beth, Beth, Beth. You take her back home, and you decide to spend the next couple weeks just recovering from the experience that you had and hopefully recovering your mind a little bit from all the new things that you've learned from how much it's expanded of your knowledge of the universe and of this strange mythos that seems to exist just out of the visible world that we are all so familiar with Major Bakersfield, you head on to your wife. You kick your feet up. Another job well done. Another battle over. And take a sip of water out of your nice glass and wait for the next one. You've done it before, you'll do it again. 
It's what you do. Something's wrong in the world, you make it right. That's it, plain and simple. Tom Grim card. You found some new friends. You've been alone for a long time. Just wandering around, going from place to place. Now you found some some people that maybe you feel like you can finally tell the truth to, be honest with, maybe tell them about who you really are. What really happened to you. And maybe these people can help you in your search. Find the truth. And that, fellas, is what we're going to call it for tonight. Case closed, Mr. Corbett. That was quite the ride. Uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for listening. We've really enjoyed making the show so far, but this is this is our first attempt at doing anything like this. We're just a bunch of amateurs with regular day jobs, and it's a ton of work to put out this show. So it really means the world to us to know that you guys are out there tuning in every week and actually enjoying this ridiculous mess that we are scrabbling together so thank you again for that everybody and uh this is so cool uh an extra special thanks and some overdue shout outs go out to our first few patrons well first scott morrison another one of our brothers yeah there's a lot of us <laughs> uh thanks for believing in us and donating to the show you're awesome we love you too uh daniel gibson I don't know you, but I love you all the same. Uh, the fact that strangers want to give us money for this actually just absolutely blows my mind. Uh, and last, and I suspect this is not a real name, but uh, thank you, Cranjus McBasketball. Uh, thank you anyway, even if that is not a real name. Unless it is then I am sincerely sorry, sir. Or madam. It's a strong, proud name. Is that from the Vermont like basketballs? Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, thanks again to our patrons. You guys are amazing. Um, I also want to give a special thanks to Sam, who plays Major Bakersfield on the show. He also does all of our editing, and it really is a ton of work. For every hour of finished audio that you hear on the show, with all the music and the sound effects, it's literally like 10 hours of editing and mixing, and that is not an exaggeration. 
Sam also writes a lot of the music that you hear just for the show, which is so cool. Uh, it's amazing. He's a hugely talented guy, so huge thanks to him. And hey, if we start picking up more subscribers, then maybe we can start paying you, buddy. Just kidding. <laughs> You're still my little brother, so you have to serve me forever. That's the brother rules. Sorry, I don't make them. I just enforce them with purple nurples and emotional abuse. You know, uh, brother stuff. Uh, all right, as for the show, we are going to have a little break for a few weeks uh, just before we jump into a new scenario, just to get our stuff together a little bit and, well, to let Sam have a little rest. But we are going to continue to put out episodes in the interim. So, no worries there, everybody. I know that was stressing you out for a second. But uh, just going to do some little side stuff that I might just do by myself or with a couple members of the cast. Not quite sure yet, but it should be fun. Uh, also, we are working on our first episode of our bonus show, As a Psychologist, where we do a kind of behind-the-scenes look on the Arkham Files and talk about the show and our thoughts on everything and answer questions sent to us by the fans, which should be cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but that is going to be a bonus exclusive for our Patreon members. So if you want to get in on that, then head on over to our Patreon page and subscribe. Uh, you don't want to miss out on anything we got coming up. It's going to be fantastic. But uh, all right, that's it. So again, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for sharing and for those five-star reviews. And one more time... Subscribe to us on patreon.com slash the Arkham Files. Support your favorite show. Hit us up on Twitter at Arkham Files. Like us on Facebook or send us an email to ArkhamBoys at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked and what you loved. And so, well, we love craft you. <laughs> and we will catch you next week. So keep rolling those dice and Paying that price of sanity for the Cthulhu all up in your brain. I'm an idiot. Goodbye. Hey everybody, Sam Morrison here. I play Major Bakersfield on the show. I would like to just throw a special thanks to Alex, our host... He put a lot of time and effort into preparing the whole scenario, working with us on our character backstories and our character sheets and all that stuff, and uh, just for doing a great job running the show and keeping things moving and entertaining. I'd also like to thank the other cast members of the show for uh, the time and effort that they put into playing their characters and uh, just making this an overall fun experience. And last but not least, I would like to thank all of you listeners for making this possible. A sphincter monster was killed in the recording of this episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.